The LCR Summit is not just any event. It is a kickstart for growth and success. Specifically tailored for ambitious business professionals and creative minds in the trades, this two-day workshop event is your gateway to new levels of achievement and leadership in your business and your life. Go to lcrsummit.com or click the link in the episode description and secure your spot today. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our 2022 kickoff tour, powered by Kohler Engines, Company Cam, and Xmark. We are traveling the sunshine state of Florida, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. And now, here's your host, best-selling author of the new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, Paul Jameson. All right, everybody, welcome to today's program, Fresh Off the Airplane, arriving at Siesta Key Beach. It's Jason Roll Tide Creole. What's up, Jason? Not much. How you doing, Paul? We just, I mean, we literally got here like 10 minutes ago. You haven't, so. you haven't unpacked your suitcase. No. My, my relational etiquette saying, let the let, let Jason get settled in, you know, unpack. And I say, hey, you want to? But you got a podcast, and I was expecting you to say yeah. no. No, I'm good. We we got our uh, walked in. Me and Paul got matching and Toro Brian shirt. Fullerton. And Fullerton. All I mean, you know, we got multiple colors, but we, it was Green Day today, so that's good. Yeah, we literally were wearing the same color T-shirt, right? They're all the same color. Yeah, and it said Toro. You can't plan that. I mean, I guess you could plan that, but we didn't. So, Jason, I really look forward to catching up with you, my friend. I'm glad you and Tracy could come down here. And uh, I want to say thank you to everyone who made all of this possible. So how awesome is this house? The the house, is, you know, we came last year and we thought that was pretty awesome. But I'll just be honest, initial impression, this one is significant upgrade over last year. So it's, it's definitely. And then last uh, year was no uh, slum. No, it, no. It, but this one this is. This one is. It's nice. I don't normally have elevators in my homes, but it, I don't mind one if they have it, which <laughs> this one does. So that's nice. And a hot tub and a river to the yeah, pool. That's right. And uh, across the streets, the number one beach in the United States, Siesta Key Beach. So white really? sand and light blue seas. Okay. I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe take your wife on a little walk at the sunset. That's a good idea, Paul. And uh, yes, sir. Hey, thank you to the Entrepreneur Academy and the Hardscape Academy because they sponsored this home. 
And uh, we appreciate uh, Brian and Liz and Caleb and Brittany for their hospitality to, to give so many of us the time and space to come down here. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, we got so also thank you too. So we got Naylor over here Instagramming. Hold and, on, uh, I got Tra Tracy needs the card. She needs the credit card. So this we're having be, dinner uh, at six thirty. Tracy could be bad. Okay. All right. All right. So rookie, keep the receipt, rookie. You see, we're filming here. So, <laughs> exclusive broadcast. Naylor is here. So, yeah. So oh, this has been a this has been a disastrous intro. I haven't even I haven't even let me let me thank our kickoff tour sponsors here, Naylor. Thanks to our friends at Exmar Kohler Engines and Company Camp for sponsoring uh, this opportunity to be down here uh, kicking this thing off uh, for the year, doing live interviews where you get this kind of. Uh, Fellowship and fun. So good to see you, Rook. What shirt are you wearing? Oh, you got <laughs> he's got a Toro shirt on too. Oh man, Brian had it on too. Oh, well, part of it to me, I, they just are. They're very. I mean, I like Toro, but I also they're just a very comfortable shirt, you know. So yeah. that's why I wear them a lot. I I wear my. The problem is it shrinks. How do you get it to stop shrinking? Or is my belly getting? Oh really? Because I feel like mine keeps shrinking, or mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Paul. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, Jason, what are we gonna do, with rookie? Yeah, I, you guys can't hear him. He's off there. Tell, yeah, tell whatever you this relationship tip for future. You don't don't ever your future wife don't tell her that your age hey, sweetheart your clothes keep shrinking on you. Don't okay. don't you don't say that. Okay. You got any other tips? That's the main one right now. Okay. I don't want to overload you. So what's going on back at the Creole household with, you got four kids. Yeah. Who who babysits them or are they just on their own? <laughs> yeah, they're on their own. Uh, age, Carson uh, got it. 11 and to five years old. No, my, uh, my, my. Mother-in-law is keeping them for a couple of days. They, it's actually just easier for them to come to our house and keep them because we got chickens and a dog and cat and all that. So they just – plus the kids are comfortable there. So they just come uh, – they take turns. My, my mother-in-law keep them for a couple of days, and then my, my mom will come over and keep them. So. How many chickens you all have? Right now we have 17. Okay. Yeah. And then are you getting um, eggs for your uh, eggs in the morning? Oh, yeah. I eat eggs probably six days a week. So, What's your favorite way to make them? Uh, over easy, pretty much. I, which I eat, way is that? Well, fried, you know, I just I just put them in there and so try you, not you to break. You crack the egg in the pan? Yeah, and try not to break the yolk. And then when they start, you know, getting white on, on the one side, I'll flip them over just quickly on the other side and then slide them right off on the, on the plate. Okay, that's I like called them a little, over easy. A little runny, yeah. You don't want them, you know, cook so so much. Did you pick eat. that up when you worked at Waffle House? Did I did you? work at Waffle House. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. Um, no, I mean that's just standard lingo, at least where I'm lived. Did you say over easy? People okay. know what that means. Well, I just I know scrambled. I've taught myself that. Yeah. We had a cook-off this morning. It was uh, Caleb Wallman made eggs first, and then Paige Jack <laughs> made eggs second. And so they're both good, in my opinion. Okay, well, I might get in on that tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the test taste tester. You guys all make eggs. Yeah. What's uh, the topic today, Paul? I'm, well, I'm ready to all right, aggressive for whatever. <laughs> Fertilizer and weed control, man. Oh, okay. I've been killing weeds uh, a lot lately. 
Cool. So tell us a little bit about your fertilization weed control business and, and why you found that pays better than doing lawn mowing. Well, it pays better because I was doing both at the same time for a little bit. And I would do the same yard and, and I would charge them, let's say, you know, $50 to mow the yard. And I'd charge them like $60 to spray the yard. And the mowing, it took 45 minutes by myself and spraying it took eight minutes, you know. So it's just uh, a little less wear and tear on your body. And um, you can just do a lot more yards and you don't by yourself. You know, I mean, I can knock out 20, 25 yards a day um, if they're small and a tight route. You just, that's, that's very difficult to do mowing. So and, and everything's pretty much a tight route at this point, right? Yeah, I downsized a couple of years ago or maybe a year and a half ago, and that and I kind of cleaned up some of the, the outer lawns yeah. and got it real tight. And I, I tell you, I did, and I, looking back, I didn't realize how inefficient I was until now that I'm, I'm running an efficient business and uh, – uh, you know, I cleaned up a lot of stuff, so it's it's helped my it's really helped my quality of life. I mean, so I probably seventy percent of my yards are within like five minutes of my house. So wow! You know, so I come home for lunch almost every day, and just I can start at eight thirty, be done at like three thirty, and 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 you know because it's just so such a tight route. Wow, that's route density, and that's that's by your house. How much total uh, properties are you servicing, Jason? I got about 300 right now. So I had about 480, and I downsized about 250, and then I've kind of got back to 300, which is, honestly, I don't, I'm, I'm being real selective on which ones I take on now. I mean, I, I because I, I like having some flexibility in my schedule, so I, I'm okay, you know, taking on 20 or 30 more this year, but I don't want to get 100 more, you know, unless at that point you're going to kind of put pressure on me to hire somebody, and I'm not looking to do that at the moment. So you you found the work-life balance sweet spot, 300 fert and squirt customers running things solo, and you have a efficient setup and everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's not that I couldn't do more. I could definitely do more, but... Um, I like having some time off. I'm still doing a lot of things on YouTube and online, you know, so I don't want to just slam myself to where I have no flexibility. And so, you know, I'm okay for the first time in years of having a few weeks off every now and then, and that's been great. Do you do seven or eight apps per year, Jason? I'm doing seven. I've seriously considered going to eight, and a lot of people do. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Uh, I just couldn't. I, I, yeah, some of it was like if you do eight apps, you, you you still got twelve months to get eight apps in. Where I had twelve months to do seven, so I mean, some of it was like, am I is it gonna do? Is it gonna be better for the customer? Um, but I, it ultimately came down to I was trying to raise my prices, and I did raise my prices. I didn't want to raise prices and add an additional app. It was like double uh, rate, you know. So yeah. I, when it came down to would I rather do seven prices at a price increase or? go from seven to eight with the same price i i, I wanted to do seven um and, and do your customers prices. get a discount if they pay for the whole year up front the seven yeah i really pushed that this year i tried to push uh credit card on file or uh, prepay for the year and i give them a five percent discount so i probably had i'm gonna say 20 percent did um Paid the for price, all seven. for the whole year, and then um, what's the average it, ticket price for seven apps in an average size Alabama neighborhood? Yeah, I've got a lot of small yards, which is is good, but I'm gonna say, you know, three fifty to four hundred bucks or something is like that. Is there a minimum of um, 
Like even if it's a small yard, you're like, I don't, I don't spray for under fifty or forty five or what? What? It's less than that. I mean, I've got some. I got one yard. I think I charge him thirty dollars. Now most of these like little bitty yards, I, I I'm like thirty five dollars or something like that, it, which is great if you got a bunch of them. You can't just drive across town for one thirty five dollar yard. That doesn't make sense. But, but anyway, I got this one yard. I mean, it's literally as as big as this porch we're sitting out here on. I mean, it's it's nothing. I mean, and I I went to it just the other day and it takes maybe two minutes you know and they pay $30 I'm like I'll take two minutes uh, for $30 I'll I'll do that but the the other ones are about 70 bucks no I did that wrong 50 bucks well it's it's a sliding scale so it's not really like I don't some people do like a base minimum they like say okay it's it's 50 bucks and then for every you know, up to 5,000 square feet, and then it's an additional $5 per 1,000 square feet after that. I don't – mine is a, a sliding scale. So at the in the small yards, I might be charging 16 or $17 per 1,000 square feet. You know, so what that means, a 2,000-square-foot yard is 34 bucks. Well, that's seventeen dollars per thousand, but on a on a big yard, it's thirty thousand square feet. You know, and some people don't agree with this; they think you charge the same no matter what. But on on a big yard, I may go all the way down to six or seven dollars per thousand square feet. You know, but you're saving yourself. You're you're there the whole time, and so you're you're not driving. You know, so yeah. it 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 kind of there's more than one factor other than just the cost of your chemicals and so your time and all that. So anyway, but I, I'm I still like small yards. Uh, especially our fertilizer costs are going really high um, this That's year. That's what Payjack was telling me. Yeah, they're through the roof. And um, so, but on the small yards, if I'm getting $17 per thousand, then, then the fertilizer going up is not as big a deal as if I was only getting $7 per thousand. Because like I said, if the fertilizer is the same, you know, the cost of the fertilizer, if it's $3 per thousand, it's $3 per thousand, whether you're charging 17 or seven, gotcha. you know, so three out of 17, that's not too bad. Three out of seven, it's almost 50%. Yeah. Can you walk us through the seven progressions of what you're using for app one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And for you guys listening, um, Jason's in a pretty much identical market to me, uh, heavy Bermuda, a little bit of Zoysia. If you look at the map, Atlanta and, and Trustville is, you know, we're kind of like at the, I don't yeah. know if that's latitude or longitude, Mr. Producer. My geography is not good when I look at that. Uh, yeah. But we're, we're on the, we're on the right. same thing. That's right. Climate-wise. East, east-west. Uh, yeah, there you go. North, anyway, we're, we're, uh, we're pretty much level. So, yeah. that's um, the now, word I, I do for. think... Um, uh, someone's on the floor above us moving uh, uh, a chair. Okay. I do think that uh, Atlanta has a, a little bit of a fescue market. Um, it drives me crazy. They're t- 8 to 10%. And, and the, those yards are next to impossible. It's 92 degrees. Yeah. And you're, it, yeah. I, I, I gave up on it because it it's impossible to have fescue in Atlanta. And then the customer gets mad at you. It's yeah. like, it's so much stress. So yeah. We there is, but it's it's fading out. Well, we don't have that, uh, I mean, pretty much at all. So so anyway, um, yeah, we're primarily Bermuda, then would be Zoysia, then Centipede, and then very little St. Augustine. So, so uh, and I on the Centipede and St. Augustine, I only do six apps. But on Bermuda, okay. Zoysia, I'm doing seven. And this, again, was one thing I cleaned up last year. I used to have sort of a separate program for Bermudas than Zoysia. I mean, it was very similar. But 
there was a one kink in there. And what the problem was from a business standpoint, if I had a Bermuda yard and a Zoysia yard side by side, I might have to make two trips to that neighborhood, one to do the Bermuda and come back for the Zoysia. Well, I got all that cleaned up. So now when I go to a neighborhood, if it's Bermuda and Zoysia, which most of them are, I do them all the same day. Okay. So, uh, you know, round one, we call them, you call them rounds or application. Right. We call them rounds. So round one is I start like January 2nd through mid uh, February. It's your pre and post emergent application. So we put out prodiamine. I want to guess. I want to see how. There you I'm go. Learning, all right. So what? And then, did you know when you got some post emergence mixing this? So I use a product called Triplet, which is yep. a three way herbicide. And then uh, I put atrazine in there, which so that's going to help with the hen bit and the clover and all your cool season weeds, where the prodiamine's hopefully getting ahead of your crabgrass and warm season weeds. And then I, I changed some things up because last year was so rainy, we just got killed with weeds. So used used to in the past, I would come back with round two would be very similar to round one, another dose of prodiamine. Well, I'm not doing it anymore because I think your round one is uh, pretty much the one that's going to get ahead of the crabgrass, especially in our area because the crabgrass can start germinating in February sometimes. So you, you really – anyway, so round two, what I'm doing, I'm going out with 100% slow-release fertilizer for round two. And you think, well, that's kind of early. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm actually delaying it till about March 1st to start putting it out. But it's still early for Bermuda. A lot of times it's still mostly dormant by then. But this 100% slow-release um, polymer coated stuff it, it'll just sit there and when the when the weather starts warming up it'll start releasing the nutrients so you can put it out or so i'm gonna do that then come back round three and i'm gonna use um, spectacle flow which is a, a expensive pre-emergent product that i usually use in the fall i'm gonna start using it in may and okay. trying to get ahead of dove weed and Kalinga and some of these other weeds. And then round four, more slow-release fertilizer. Round five is summer weed control. Um, round six is my fall pre- and post-emergent with spectacle, again, mixed with Simazine uh, and 2,4-D. And then round seven in the winter, November, December, we do lime. So that's the program. Fantastic. Jason, we're going to take a quick break here from today's show sponsors. And uh, coming up, I want to hear a little bit more about what's going on in Jason Creole's world. We'll be back with uh, the Lawn Care Life on YouTube. Jason Creole from sunny Siesta Key, Florida. We'll be right back. The only app every landscaper needs. Company Cam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. Company Cam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy to use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners, with galleries, and projects timelines all from your smartphone company cam the only app every landscaper needs check it out at companycam.com forward slash green or find it in your app store the link will also be in today's show notes Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. 
Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. In lawn care today, with the right equipment, you can do jobs quickly and correctly. Hi, Jonathan Guineri here. As a product manager at Z Turf Equipment, I'm focused on innovations that help you get jobs done faster without sacrificing the quality your customers expect. From our acclaimed Z Spray spreader sprayers to our Z Aerate line and beyond, you can do more in less time. Visit ZTurfEquipment.com today to learn more about our innovative line of products. Today's podcast was recorded at the 2022 Green Industry Hype House in Tampa, Florida. This year's Hype House is sponsored by the Hardscape Academy and the Entrepreneur Academy. Caleb and Brittany Allman invite you to visit thehardscapeacademy.com where you'll find on-demand video courses and workshops. It's educational training to help you optimize your time, resources, and make more money. Lawntrepreneuracademy.com, started by Brian and Liz Fullerton, is dedicated to giving lawn care professionals all of the content and resources needed to reach more customers, grow your business, and be more successful. Enjoy today's podcast and remember to check out both the Hardscape Academy and the Lawntrepreneur Academy. All right, guys, we're back with my friend Jason Creel. I may not be saying it right. You, with a couple of times, you just, it was real crisp and firm. You kind of drug it out that time. Yeah, that, Jason Creel. Yeah, that's good. Just quick and he's one syllable. Creel. I don't say stuff with one syllable because I'm just a southerner, but, you know, so it just sometimes it drags. I confuse people, but they, you, you know what to do. Yes. Well, Jason, I want to give you the opportunity to. Uh, share your perspective on building a business because you've done what most guys do. They enter with lawn mowing and then you've actually done that a couple of times, sold those businesses and you've really found your, your financial and life niche here with fertilization weed control. And you seem like you have a, you and Alan Hain, he's going to be here tomorrow at noon. Okay. Um, but he seems to have a love for the lawn. So kind of walk us through the progression of, of why you chose to go this route. And I know I don't want you to alienate our audience, but most folks listening are, are lawn mowing. Yeah. So I just want you to kind of present a menu that, hey, there's there's other um, niches within the industry yeah. that have way more, you know, upside financially if, if you're into doing what you do. Yeah. To, to I, talk into that. To me, I think is is like when, you know, if you're in high school and you're trying to figure out what am I going to do for a living and, and you think, well, somebody wants to go fly fighter jets in the military and somebody else wants to be an accountant. And, you know, it's very different personality. So now we're, we're all lawn care people and in the lawn care industry, you're going to have a lot of similarities. But even within that, there are differences. And so you got some people that feel very comfortable marketing themselves and the idea of going out there getting three, four, five hundred customers is they don't they're not intimidated by that at all. Mm-hmm. You got other people that just want to ride on a lawnmower all day and they don't want to talk to anybody. And so, you know, I, to me, you, you have to begin to understand who you are and what do you enjoy, because. Yeah, for me, I I, did, I wasn't too intimidated by getting customers, not that I'm some outrageous marketer, um, but I, I thought that could happen. And I'm, 
I guess maybe a little bit of perfectionist. Like I, I really wanted to be able to make the lawn look near perfect, you know, and I couldn't just go mow a weedy yard and just, I mean, that's fine as long as they gave me some money. But uh, to it really irritate you, do you, it does. I mean, yeah. it's just like, you, you know, it's like the kids eat spaghetti and there's spaghetti still on the floor. You know, just like, can we, let's clean that up so it looks right, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway. Parenting with Jason yeah, Krill. There you go. Well, I just, uh, so I think you got to get to know yourself. And, and some, if you love mowing, obviously you can do the more. I mean, I, if I was talking to somebody about mowing, I would try to push them towards, you know, higher prices and be, you know, a profitable mowing company uh, too. But there's, there's not a whole lot of debate, in my opinion, of, of like if one person is going to go out there. And this, is, again, goes back to your personality. Are you, are you wanting to be solo and you like kind of micromanaging things like I do, for better or for worse? Or are you want to grow something huge and expand and, you know, hire people? Um, but if you, if you know, like, I want to be small and I want to kind of be in control, well, then a solo spray guy is going to just about always destroy financially a, a solo mowing guy. Because solo mowing, I mean, you, you're very, you know, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying, you know, but you, you're you limited, um, especially in a lot of areas, even where we live. And in the, in the South, you still can't work year-round most of the time. And that was one of the huge um advantages was just yes i was making more per day but i was making more per day for 12 months out of the year versus nine months out of the year you know i didn't have to take a huge pay cut every november through february so anyway i i kind of liked uh I, I'm not saying I was bored with mowing, but I was ready for a new challenge. And then when I got to doing both side by side, it was just like, okay, this one pays way more than this one. So I'm going to go with this one. So, and part of that was me not maximizing profits in the mowing. So again, I'm not anti-mowing at all. I just, I got Speaking, into it and I just, just Tell us a little it. bit more about that for someone who's like, you know what? I enjoy mowing. I have a friend who just does real mowing. It's a different style yeah. mower that cuts it real short and he loves it. Just, it's a, you know, perfectionist, like, so someone who does do lawn mowing and wants to continue doing lawn mowing, how do you increase those profits? Because as you said, when you were doing lawn mowing, part of the issue was you, you, you were leaving money on the table. Well, I think uh, if we live here in Florida, you know, you can mow year round. That, that's an advantage. But like where we live, you know, the people that I see have long-term success, even in the South, they're still trying to get a lot of 12-month contracts. Now, whether that be a uh, commercial property or high-end residential people. I've, I've had high-end residential customers that still wanted you out on their property 51 weeks out of the year, if not 52. Maybe you get Christmas week off, you know, depending. So uh, I think you, you have to continue to, to all about branding yourself as somebody that the the wealthy people are going to want to hire. Mm-hmm. And so if you do that and then you're able to establish if in these neighborhoods, and I know you've, you've talked about it plenty of times on how you did it and get in there with the people that are willing to pay more and happy to pay more um, for a company that, that has a good reputation. Because the whole, the whole idea of just going out there and just mowing for 50 bucks a yard and 50 bucks a yard, I mean, that is perfectly fine for people that want to do that and make $50,000 a year and take the whole winter off or $60,000. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But to get over that hurdle, and, and when you start scaling yourself, it's hard to scale a business 
cutting $50 yards because you're not making enough money to really pay people unless you're doing everything under the table, you know. So and that's the other you know, advantage of the weed control. If every, if every person goes out there and on a daily basis is generating $1,000 in revenue, well, then you can definitely pay them $20 an hour, you know. But mowing, if you're out there and two, uh, two guys is out there mowing and you made 300 bucks, you can't pay the guy $20 legally and all your taxes and everything and still make any money. Yeah, I think seven or $800 seems to be the cap for a two-man crew. I, I've talked to a lot of people and, I, you know, what, what are you guys making per day? And it's like, if everything's aligned and going well and they're crushing it and there's no breakdowns and everything's a smooth day, it's almost like 800 is like, you kind of cap out there just because of t- time. Yeah. Um, and that's perfect. That's two-man. But you're saying with one person, you, you can go out and do 20, 25 sprays in a day and actually gross a thousand yeah that, and that, that's one that's i one. mean that's not like me being superman people make over a thousand consistently every day i mean just normal text that's you know and again it's no legally this is no guarantee of your future income let me go ahead and say that but <laughs> but i'm saying consistently lying care of people out spraying yards and making a thousand but and then i, I had somebody ask me this is like well well why why doesn't more people do that? And and it, it is a little intimidating thing. And it's not overnight. You got to have hundreds of customers to really make it. But um, they, he said, did they not just not know? I mean, did the, does the mowing guy not know that the spraying guy is making way more money? And and I think in some, I think I was like, when I was mowing, I, I was like, yeah, I don't think I knew. I said that guy came wow. and sprayed the yard. I said I did. I knew it took him like ten minutes and it took me an hour. But I didn't think in my mind he's making more in ten minutes than I am in an hour. Wow. So good. And you've really helped my friend Felipe Saldana. He's over in Atlanta, Omega Lawn Care. He tracked with you on YouTube and he was a mow, lawn mow. I didn't do it. A lot of times when you mow, then they're going to ask you to do the mulch, flowers, and, and you, that's where you can really make some money. But he was doing all of it and then started listening to you on YouTube. He's like, you know what? Let's niche down to this. So him and his wife changed things up and, and now uh, they're only furt and squirt. Okay. I met Felipe. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure I met Yeah, him and his wife, guy. Hannah. Yeah. So, but anyway, you, what you're doing on YouTube is important. So, well, that's let, good to let hear. people know how they can connect you. You're you're uh, spicing things up over there on YouTube, huh? Yeah, I, well, that's what yeah. you told me. Well, I I've had a few uh, videos. They're a little, little off topic lately, and just see how they go. They're lawn care related, but anyway, some better reviews than others. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on uh, YouTube. Lawn Care Life is my. That's primarily where I put out new content, and then on my website, LawnCareLife.com, is where I have resources, which are also available on the GreenIndustryPodcast.com. Yes, we got we got you featured over there. So, well, I appreciate it, Jason. I'll, I'll, I'll act my manners here and let you unpack your suitcase. <laughs> the aggressive podcaster. I, I, I should have uh, been more thoughtful, but. Hey, we're wearing the same shirt. I figure let's let's squeeze one in, man. Let's do it. I need to get in get in the mood. So I'm happy to happy to be here. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks again, Brian and and Wiz and Caleb and Brittany for uh, giving us the time and space. Such a beautiful home here. And, and to our friends at Xmark and Company Cam Kohler Engines for sponsoring this kickoff tour. I sure appreciate it. And uh, thanks, Jason, for being on the show. Smash that follow button. Hope you'll catch us on the next episode. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to Xmark, Company Cam, and Kohler Engines for powering our 2022 kickoff tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we have provided the links in today's show notes. 
There you also find the link to Paul's new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. And of course, don't forget to smash that follow button and turn on notifications to stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.